Well, hello and welcome to the Bible Breakfast, but at lunchtime. We're still working on that name. Leave your <laughs> thoughts in the comments as to what uh, name we should be using for the Bible Breakfast, but at lunchtime. Um, uh, I'm here. Ella's here. No, Ella's here. Cat's uh, here. Ella, what are we doing? Uh, today we um, are going to read um, a Bible passage. We're going to read from Luke 6, verses 12 to 26. Um, and the purpose of today um, is to help people, um, us, you, um, whoever you are who's watching, um, to focus your life on Jesus um, every day. Um, and of course, we're not doing this every day. This is a weekly thing um, and we'll continue to do it. We did this last week on Wednesday and we'll do it next week on Wednesday. But um, yeah, this is about encouraging you to develop a rhythm of, of engaging with Jesus every day. Um, so we encourage you as you go along. Um, this is obviously you can't, you're not here with us on the Zoom. Um, but if you're here watching this live, we would love you to um, post some questions or some thoughts in the chat. Um, and even if you're watching this afterwards, um, we would love you to be posting some comments um, or something like that. And if you're watching this, um, after we, we film this, um, you are welcome to come and watch this live um, and post um, things in the chat and be a part of this conversation. We would really love you to do that. Um, Just on that, Ella, we did have, sorry, before you move on from the chat, um, we did have some comments come in from last week, uh, including from Sam and from Di, um, both very encouraging. Sam uh, really loved how you emphasized the um, Sabbath. Sorry, Kat, I'm feeding back. I can hear myself through your thing uh cool all right <laughs> um yeah not sure what that was about but sorry um yeah so uh sam really liked ella how you emphasized the purpose of the sabbath um and what it was designed for and, and why we've structured it like that why god structured it like that and uh die um yeah really appreciated our fantastic insights into what it means to love uh both the healing and the rebuke uh, in, in last week's passage came from a place of love. Um, so yeah, thanks for your comments. We would love to see more of them and check them in the chat if you're watching live, as Ella said, or just leave them down below as a comment. Um, yeah, really helps us and is encouraging for us to, to know that we're, yeah, not doing this, just the three of us, but there's a, a group <laughs> of people uh, joining along with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and hey, have a look. We're, we're here. We're not, we're not going to change um, during this time. Um, so you don't really need to watch us while we talk. Um, you can, if you like, um, but, um, we also encourage you to listen along, um, during lockdown, particularly if you are watching this during lockdown in Melbourne, um, there's lots of things to be watching on zoom and zoom fatigue's really real. Um, so you don't have to be watching us. If you put your phone down to listen, um, pick it up again to comment on something and put it down. Um, give your eyes a bit of a rest from the screen. Mm. That's totally cool. I'm going to hand over to Andy to pray for us. Yeah. Now I've got an opening prayer that we like to say each week to help us to center ourselves and to, um, yeah, just come before God uh, in this time. So please uh, join me as we pray. Heavenly Father, give us wisdom and understanding. As we listen to your word, may we know you better, love you more, and learn to please you in all we do. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And Kat is going to read our passage for us today. Sure. Um, so I actually had a chat with someone recently about how you actually find passages in the Bible. So I might just quickly um, sort of explain that rather than assume everyone knows. 
Um, so we're in a book called Luke. So if you go to what's called the New Testament um, of your Bible or if you're on a phone app or something, you can just type it in. Um, and then you move along to the biggest number, um, the chapter numbers, which is chapter 6, and we'll be going from uh, the smaller numbers, verse 12, uh, through to verse 26. So Luke 6, uh, verse 12 to 26. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also designated apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem and from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by evil, those troubled by evil spirits were cured and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. Uh, thanks, Kat. Uh, the next thing we like to do as part of the Bible breakfast, but at lunchtime is to retell the story. So I'm going to do that for us today. Uh, helps us to reframe it in our minds and, and um, yeah, get that deeper understanding. So basically through this one, um, the first little section of it is Jesus uh, calling his, his followers, his first followers. Um, uh, and yeah, um, appointing them apostles. Now I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure of the definition of apostles. I've heard, it's one of those words I've heard thrown around. Um, uh, I know there are disciples and apostles, but yeah, we can have a discussion about that later. Um, and then he names them, uh, which yeah, I really like that he names them, but we'll get into that in a second as well. And then uh, after he names them, the story continues uh, that he takes them down um, and essentially preaches, gives a talk to a bunch of people um, from all around the place and goes through a list of things, uh, oh, as well as healing people and um, casting out demons and things. Uh, gives a whole list of people who are being, uh, who are suffering now, who are going to be blessed later on and then flips it. And those who are um, being blessed now will suffer later on. Um, so yeah, gives some, I, I feel like this is some classic Jesus teaching um, where the, 
the poor get raised up and the rich get um, put down. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, classic Jesus. And that's our passage. Um, yeah. So uh, what does this t- passage teach us about God and Jesus, guys? I feel like we need to not uh, like dismiss the importance of the fact that Jesus went out to the mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. I think that's kind of the start of our, our passage there. I think that's really important. That's true. We, yeah. yeah we, I know we emphasized last year when we did the Bible breakfast, um, but yeah, Jesus prays. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Actually that's, yeah, that's a really good point. Ella, and it's not something I, I included in my summary and I, I, Really should have because that it was—it's so key, isn't it? That uh, before he makes this big decision of of uh, who of his disciples are going to become apostles, he spends a whole night in prayer with his father, bashing it out, I assume, and and really working out what's what's God's will for this purpose. Um, uh, obviously, Jesus is God, but the, you know they're they're always in communication and relationship. Um, yeah, I, that's that's a really good insight, Ella. Um, Andy, you mentioned um, that you like that all all their names are mentioned and um, I I think that's really cool as well. We might have the same reason. Um, Mm. But, yeah, I just love that, you know, um, I imagine writing all of this out was, you know, a long process and um, here and in lots of other parts of the Bible, you know, we see people named and we see long lists of names and um, even the fact that it's like, you know, uh, Judas, son of James, and, um, you know, uh, this person and his brother. Um, yeah, like it's just really cool that God um, God is interested in us as individual people and, like, mm. yeah, he viewed it as actually worth the time and effort and paper and ink and everything to write their names down. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I fully agree with everything there. I also like that. It for the original audience, it sort of it grounds it. It's like you can you could find these people. You could like you might know, um, uh, you know, Peter and Andrew and their brothers. You might know them, like or know that family, and you could go and ask them yourself. Um, we see it later on again um, when I think it's when Jesus comes back and he see and five hundred people have seen him. Like there's there's references in there as well as to who was there. And it's like, you could, you could track these down. If you were the original audience of this, you could track down those people and confirm for yourself that this actually happened. Um, uh, yeah. And I just love that, that like authenticity that the Bible shows us that um, it's not afraid to, to put it contextually in place, you know, for back then for those believers um, where you could have gone and fact checked this stuff. Um Obviously, we lose that a bit after 2,000 years, but the fact that it's in there at all, um, I think, speaks volumes. I think it's cool too, like it just points out to us um, again, like God uh, God is a relational God and God is a God who invites us to be part of what he's doing, like um, mm. with our um, like our church community um, for our service on Sunday, what we reflected on and heard a talk about was, you know, that the church exists um, because of uh, God's initiative, God's mission to us to send, um, you know, to, to um, you know, to 
to send himself to us um, and then we exist for the purpose of mission to to join in God in this this mm. his mission like this process that he's yeah. taking of wanting to relate to the world and and restore um, you know relationship with people uh, and himself and and mm. with each other and it's just really cool that like yeah we see this like Jesus and God then going out to Jesus and his disciples, then going out to Jesus and his disciples out to the people in the community. Like it's this constant, um, mm. uh, you know, going out further. Um, mm. And I just think that that's really beautiful that we see here. Um, yeah, like that just, you know, Jesus could have just gone and prayed to God and then gone off and healed a whole bunch of people, but he doesn't do that. He mm. draws his disciples in yep. and then he takes his disciples to the people yep. um, and then he teaches the people and it's just, yeah, it's really cool. Mm. And going out further in particular, cat to those who need to be healed um, and then going on from that, we see in this thing, like going out further to those who are hungry and those who weep um, and those who are hated. Um, like there's, there's this real um, and those, and those who are poor as well. Um, like, yeah, there's this real sense that like we're going out and we're going out in particular for these people, um, which is really special. I just had this really cool thought and I'm excited because before we came on, I was saying like, oh, I read this passage and I think these words are so beautiful, but they also just like immensely confuse me. Um, you know, what's going on here? There's so much going on here. And I just had this thought, um, Ella, like what you're saying of the people that Jesus has gone to and he's just healed all these people who are sick mm. and, and, and come out to these people and then he says, um, you know, blessed are those who are poor, blessed are those who hunger, blessed are those who weep. And it's like, well, they are because he's just Jesus, the son of God, mm. <laughs> like God in human form has just come to them yeah. and has come to them and has, has been with them and has related to them and has restored them and has healed them. And, and the thing that's so awesome too, is like that healing is not just, oh, okay, um, you know, I'm currently sitting here with a wheat bag on my hip because I have a bad hip. You know, that healing's not mm. just relief from a physical thing, which is awesome, um, but it's also relief from, like, the isolation and the mm. social stuff and the economic issues, like if they couldn't work, if they couldn't earn a living, um, mm. all of those things. Like, it's, yeah, and I'm just thinking, like, he's, he, is he almost making a statement about what he's just done? and what they've just witnessed. Yeah, um, absolutely, Kat. Like, so I mean, it's not necessarily future-focused. Like it's actually right there right now. Yeah, and I think when Jesus says things like the kingdom of God is at hand, like like lich, like Jesus is saying, like the kingdom It's right here. <laughs> yeah. Like it's here. Hello. Like, I, <laughs> like and when Jesus is saying blessed are those who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God, like I think Jesus is literally saying like, mm -hmm. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm yours. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, um, and again, it's yeah. just, it's interesting because, you know, then um, in, in what Luke's written down, um, 
like he goes on to this bit, uh, or we might have a guest in just a moment. My cat's just joined us. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, in the next bit, he goes on to, you know, woe to those who are rich and um, you've received your comfort, you're well fed, you'll go hungry. And it's interesting because none of those people seem to be present here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, 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 making, I'm making a bit of an assumption there. They might be, but they don't seem to be mentioned. The people who are present here right now experiencing this profound moment with Jesus, with God mm-hmm. in human form, are uh, the people who are, um, you know, unwell and sick and, and probably poor and, and all of those things. Mm-hmm. They're not the ones who are rich and wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like, as I said at the, at the start, like this is that classic Jesus teaching where it's, um, it's really flipping the order of society on its head. And, um, and I think that's just so core to the message of Jesus that, yeah, um, everything he's saying here is, is so characteristic of the grace and love that God has that mm. he is here for the downtrodden. He is here for the outcast uh, because the things of this world, the, um, the, the pleasures of this world, the richness, um, the, the worldly, earthly riches that people hoard, God doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care if you're loaded. He doesn't care if you're well-fed. Uh, well, I mean, he does in that, like, he wants everyone to be well-fed, but he doesn't care if you're, um, you know, gluttonous and, and are able to have um, stocks of new pantry and, and whatever. He cares about the individual and he cares about you just because you are you and he made you. And so he knows you and he loves you. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's just so pivotal. This whole, this whole thing um, is so pivotal to, um, to the Jesus's teaching all throughout. Yeah. And it, and it's so different to us, isn't it? Because you think like who are the people that are the front page of, you know, magazines and who yeah. are the, you know, people we follow on Twitter or Instagram and Instagram, you know, they're the people who who are, you know, lifestyles of the rich and the famous quite mm. often, not always, but quite often for whatever reason that appeals to us as like people who maybe have it all together or, mm. um, you know, have some higher level of, um authority or intelligence mm. or or something um but yeah it just really flips it on its head yeah. Mm. yeah uh all right let's move on to our second question what does this passage teach us about people i've sort of already spoken a bit about people because of just because of the nature of the passage but um yeah i the one one thing i i mean there's not many mentions of like it's all Jesus talking almost, um, and we don't really see much of other people. But um, the bit that we do see is um, the, the I thought was particularly interesting was verse eighteen. Um, sorry, verse nineteen, uh, and all the people tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Mm. Um, and I think that like that again reminds me of that other story where there's a lady in the crowd who. Um, pushes her way through and just touches the cloak of Jesus and she's healed. And Jesus is like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I've just healed someone. I felt that. Um, and it's just it's the faith of people that that they're seeing him and are um, completely convinced that they they can just be healed just by that touch of, you know, maybe part of his cloak or, or his shoes or something. Um, and they can they can sense that the the power is coming off. So I think. 
um, yeah, what I what I see about people here is the just the faith, the blind faith that they seem to have that um, they're able to quite tangibly see that um, that he is, yeah, working miracles without even <laughs> like physically doing something to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I think I also, um, I think I take from this that like, Suffering teaches us stuff, um, like, and, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like we've been talking a fair bit in um, St. John's sermons and that kind of thing about um, so-called negative emotions. Um, we did a sermon series on it. Um, but I feel like this is, again, um, like Jesus is saying, Blessed are you who weep now and blessed are people when you and people hate you when they exclude you and insult you and reject you in your name as evil. I think there's an immense amount of growth um, and, um, yeah, blessing that comes um, from obviously, like, in the moment it sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but I think this again is like, yeah, suffering and and being humble and lowly is a massive teacher. And mm. I think that's part of why Jesus is saying this. Um, makes me wonder as well, like how much do we seek to learn from those who kind of fit in these categories? Mm. Like how much do we seek to learn from those who are poor and those who are hungry? those who weep but like we want to help them as well but um Kat was saying before about how we put people on magazines who are like mm. up there um yeah yeah I think that's really um really amazing Ella because um yeah I think it's again there's just so much going on in this passage and I think sometimes we fall into a trap of thinking like oh can I only be saying one thing but it's like, no, it can actually be saying lots of different things, like mm. in terms of there can be like lots of layers. Um, mm. And, yeah, um, I think one of the other things that it, it that it does speak into is this upside-down kingdom, this sort of back-to-front mm. way to us of how God does stuff. And, um, yeah, like I used to work in an organisation that had um, quite a focus on um, people who... Um, were seeking asylum, people who were seeking um, refuge. Um, and, um, yeah, like just often thinking on some of the reflections of of the suffering and trauma and, and grief and pain and just those sorts of things that they experience that are probably never going to end mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in this lifetime. And, like, not to, not to romanticise those experiences. Like you mm-hmm. said, Ella, like, they're awful, they're horrible. I think they are things that we should be deeply, mm-hmm. deeply grieved over and that God is deeply grieved over. But also um, the things that we can learn from people from those kinds of experiences. And, I mean, it doesn't have to be as extreme as someone who has had to flee their country and seek refuge somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be... Um, you know, it could be something very different to that. But 
those experiences of um, learning more of who God is in that place Mm. um, and developing a willingness to let go of your agenda and take on Mm. whatever God's agenda is. Um, And there's a beautiful psalm, I think, that talks about um, God talks about bringing a sacrifice of praise and it's really beautiful because it's in this passage that recognises that for many, many people, the world over really, history over, you know, um, to come to God in praise is actually a huge sacrifice, mm. um, a huge denying of themselves mm. and what they've been through. And, yeah, there's 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 clearly something about that that really, really um is important to God. Um, yeah, so I think something about what we learn here about the, the special um, process that, that mm. hardship and suffering can mature in us, um, it's like a constant theme. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only other uh, point I'd bring up on on what does this passage teach us about people is the way that Jesus throws it back to um, their their past, so the past of the people living in the past, <laughs> um, where you know he says, um, you know, these are all the reasons you'll you'll be blessed because you're suffering in this way, because that's how uh, the prophets of the past were also treated. That. God's people have always, to a certain extent, been persecuted or hated or despised or downtrodden because God uses those people. But on the flip side, uh, the people who are blessed are more likely to have been historically the the false prophets where um, they're the ones that are they're saying, oh, believe in God and you'll be rich too because God wants to bless you financially. I don't think stacks up very well. Um uh and so yeah i guess that that it's that people throughout history have always um yeah acted in the way that that modern society acts to a certain extent where we we promote those people who are rich um we idolize them we we fantasize about them like we want to be them rather than god's perspective of um yeah, those with nothing being the ones that are, um, you know, are, are most blessed ultimately. Yeah, and you brought up something really big there, Andy, about um, like the definition of blessing here. Like it's not mm. about we're not talking about God blessing you financially um, or even you being the most like strongest person with the most muscles or like having mm. the most friends or that kind of mm. thing. Like there's a deeper definition of blessing here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I um I had a little bit of a look before we did this just because I do find this passage so like, oh, mm. what are they talking about? And um something that I read um was saying that uh this word blessing in the Greek originally, which is the language this would have been written in, um, had yeah, connotations. It was it was the word you would use to describe people who were rich, people who were well off, mm. people who were in positions of authority. So Jesus is really challenging that assumption. Like he's yeah, he's speaking to you know these people saying, 
you would normally say, we would normally assume, we would normally describe those people as blessed, but I actually mm. want to redefine what blessing is, who are the people that, um, you know, that that have importance, et cetera, and so on. And, and I don't think he's saying that these people don't, but he's saying mm. I want to actually give uh, or acknowledge the worth and the dignity and the value of the mm. people who normally wouldn't be told that they're valuable and worthy and have dignity. Mm. Um, so it's like it's a real um, something we often talk about is like, um, uh, you know, our identity being in Christ, like how we understand who we are being in, mm. in, in um, this relationship with God. And, and, and this is a real moment where Jesus is saying, you are not who the world says you are. You are who I say you are. And I yeah. say you are blessed. Yeah. Um, and I have authority to say that because I'm Jesus. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like it's not just anyone saying this. Like I think if anyone else had said it, well, what does it mean? But because Jesus is yeah. the one saying it, he's like, this is your identity. This is who you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, we, we're we out of time. Uh, so we've, we've spoken far too long about all these good things. Uh, the last question that we would like to have tackled is how should this passage affect the way we live? But I feel like we've covered that anyway. Um, bless those who are persecuted. Bless those with nothing. Um, yeah, don't, don't strive to be rich and famous because what's the end of that? Like that's, that's, yeah. Uh, it's not the real blessing that we're after. Uh, so, Kat, why don't you close us off in prayer? Can do. Uh, Lord and Heavenly Father, you have brought us safely to this new day. Keep us by your mighty power. Protect us from sin. Guard us from every kind of danger. And in all we do this day, direct us in the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, as we uh, close, just a, a quick reminder, we are trialing this new time slot being at lunchtime. Um, so far we haven't had a massive uptick of people watching live, but that's okay. Uh, but let us know if lunchtime really doesn't work for you and you would like to join in live, let us know in the comments uh, or just send me an email, andy at stjohnsdc.org.au um, if, yeah, if breakfast is going to work better for, for heaps more people and we get that interaction happening better, then yeah, we're open to changing. Uh, let us know in the comments though, if that's something you'd like to see. Um, yeah. Don't forget you can catch up later though. Uh, of course, let us know your thoughts in the comments below as well. And you can get us on Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts from because you can get the audio version of this too. Uh, that is it for this week, though. Thank you, Ella. Thank you, Kat. See ya. We'll see you. Uh, well, I assume it's the same time next week unless you hear otherwise uh, because there'll be a million comments saying, no, do it at 6 a.m. I'm not doing it to same. I'm going to rule that out straight away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. We'll talk soon. See ya. Bye.